I'm glad we are to have the choir back singing. Keep them singing. Good morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to worship with Paisley St. George's. Come and join the body of Christ. Come whether you feel weak or strong. Come whether you are suffering or rejoicing. Come whether you feel oppressed or free. All are welcome here. Side by side, hand in hand, we all stand together in the body of Christ. As members of Christ's body, let us come together as one to worship our head. We worship God by standing, if able, to sing from the blue book, number 90, for I'm building a people of power. Number 90 from the little blue book. Let's now come to God in prayer. Lord God, we have gathered together as part of your body, the church. We have gathered to offer you our praise and our prayers. We praise you as God, our creator, who has put us together so wonderfully, a myriad of different cells joined together to create our amazing bodies. We praise you as Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who had a body just like ours, a body nailed to the cross, a body, a body brought back to life for the forgiveness of our sins. We praise you as God the Holy Spirit, the breath which fills us, awakens us, and enables us to serve you in the world. Almighty God, you have done all this for us, and yet we need to ask your forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord, for our fractured way of looking at things. Here in your church, when we so often fail to see that everyone has a part to play, no matter how humble it may seem in some eyes. Forgive us when we think that some members are more important than others. Forgive us when it's our own role we put down. Forgive us when we do not offer ourselves for service as we should. Lord, lead us all to a sense of belonging and eager participation. Help us to play our full part in being your church, your body, your eyes and ears, hands and feet in this 21st century world. Hear us now as we pray together in the words your Son gave his friends. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. Morning, boys and girls. Okay, now, it, you can each reach in and take out something. Okay, I'll start here and work along. Just put your hand in and take something out. Hmm, no idea what it is, have you? No. no. You think you know what? Okay, you've got a different shape piece. You, you think you've got a body? Oh. oh, you know who we're making? Oh, okay. What have you got, Ben? What have you got, my um, Miller? A foot? Do you want to take another bit, Miller? You found the head? Okay. They found a head. Ben, what do you want? I want a piece, Alison. What we've got left? One piece, I think. I think that's us. So, we've got a whole lot of bits in there. You know who we're making? Well, well done, you. Okay, so we've got a whole lot of different pieces and they all look different, don't they? Well, not quite. But in the reading the adults are going to hear, we're going to listen and Paul says in it that the church is just like, these are all parts of what? What are these all parts of? They're all parts of a body. Yeah, they're all parts of a body. And Paul says that the church is just like a body part. Each part in the body is different and they've all got their own bit to do. They're quite useless on their own. Can you imagine a hand on its own? No. Or a foot on its own? Or can you try to think of eating your dinner without your hands? You could eat it with your face. Oh, I think your parents might have something to say about that one. But then that'd be good. So we're going to join the body together. So there and there are some paper fasteners. So there's a task for you guys to do just now, is to put all these pieces together. Because we've got to do that, there's no other way. And our bodies, well our bodies have been put together marvellously to work together. But do you know what? It's not just our bodies that are put together well. I think I'm going to stop talking to them while they put this together, because I'm not going to get anything from them till they finish. So I think we'll just wait patiently while they put it together. So, what goes at the top of the body? The head. The head. Okay. What goes under the head? The body. The body or the torso. Oh, all right. So, Miller, are you going to give your big sister the head? And then, uh -huh, and then the wee pin that goes through. Uh -huh. And then what do we need to add on to the body? And I hope, I've made the holes in it earlier, so I hope I haven't made them too big that they don't fall to pieces. Right. So, we've got a body and a head. Uh-huh, what do we need? Now, you might need to be a wee bit careful here. You might need to think about where the arms and the legs go and which bit's an upper arm and which bit's a thigh. And then when you come to the hands, you might need to think about which is right and left. You've got a knee, you think. A foot's easy, I think, Ben, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So how can you tell the difference between the top of the arm and the top of the leg? Size. Size. Good, good. Mm -hmm. So how are we doing there? I think this is going to be quite a slow job, but never mind. I'll, well, I'll talk to the grown-ups, and you can listen as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know, the children are putting together the body parts. And in a way, the church is like that too. We're like the body parts and we belong together, just like the parts of the body belong together. And just like the parts of the body are all different, we're all different. Each of us have different characters. Ben, what age are you? Six. Miller, what age are you? You're four. Oh, so you're probably the youngest person in here. I'm not going to be cheeky and ask who the oldest person is, <laughs> but I suspect they're a good bit older than four. And we're all different, but 
we together make up the church, all of us. And each part has got its own part to play, whether they be a grown-up or whether they be as young as Miller. All of us have got our part to play. <laughs> do you want to take, do you want to leave, take it out and finish it in the hall? Would that be a good idea? Yeah, uh-huh. But we've all got different parts to play, like the different parts of the body. We complement one another, we serve one another. And God, well, God has put us together with our head, our arms, our legs, our bodies, and he's gathered us all together to serve him, to love one another and to serve him. Now, I know that there's going to be one made-up body here. And I thought, mm, I wonder who's going to take that home with them. So... In these envelopes, there's a sheet and the right number of paper fasteners for you to take home so you can make your own body up at home. Yes, you can colour it in because it's kind of boring as it is. You can add the eyes and ears and hair and everything. And would you like one too? <laughs> I've got one more here. Does anyone else want a body to put together? <laughs> Nobody's admitting it. If you do, you can get it from me at the end. So, when you make that up at home, it reminds us that we need to work together. And to remind us of that, we're going to sing from the Blue Book again. We're going to sing Bind Us Together. It's number 79. So, Bind Us Together. The intimations in the main are in the print, but there's an intimation there from the community support team thanking everyone who last Sunday so generously donated to the appeal for Afghanistan. And the marvellous sum of £523 has been sent to the Disasters Emergency Committee. So I think that's a really good result, a really good donation to go to help support the people of Afghanistan. 
There is a note there about safeguarding training. If you are a volunteer and you have not received any safeguarding training, then you really do need to do that. So would you please speak to the safeguarding coordinator, Jean, as soon as possible. Next Sunday is Ice Cream Sunday. Children of all ages, mm, I think there might be an upper limit on that, sorry folks, <laughs> are invited to come along and join in the usual mix of games, crafts and ice cream. Also going to have two special guests joining us and we're hoping that they will come into church as well, so it'll be good if they do. And I am saying no more about that. Irene has put a wee note in that items for inclusion in the next edition of News from the Pews should be with her by the end of this month. Good news, the Guild starts on Monday the 31st of January at 2pm. Exercise classes will resume this week. How good it is to have things coming back to a wee bit more normal and we all hope and pray that that will continue. Finally, I would like to remind you of the funeral arrangements for two of our members. The funeral of the late Marge Donald will take place at Woodside Crematorium on Thursday, the 27th of January at 3.30pm. And the funeral of the late Mary Tyre will take place also at Woodside Crematorium on Friday, the 28th of January at 3.30pm. And I would ask, as always, that you keep the families families of May and March in your prayers. These are all the intimations. We turn now to scripture which we read for us this week by Muriel. Our first reading this morning is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 to 31a. Christ is like a single body with its many limbs and organs, which, many as they are, together make up one body. For in the one spirit we were all brought into one body by baptism, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We were all given that one spirit to drink. A body is not a single organ, but many. Suppose the foot were to say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body. It belongs to the body nonetheless. Suppose the ear were to say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It still belongs to the body. If the body were all eye, how could it hear? If the body were all ear, how could it smell? But in fact, God appointed each limb and organ to its own place in the body as he chose. If the whole were a single organ, there would not be a body at all. In fact, however, there are many different organs, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, or the head to the feet, I do not need you. Quite the contrary, those parts of the body which seem to be more frail than others are indispensable, and those parts of the body which we regard as less honourable are treated with special honour. The parts we are modest about are treated with special respect whereas our respectable parts have no such need. But God has combined the various parts of the body, giving special honour to the humbler parts, so that there may be no division in the body, but that all its parts might feel the same concern for one another. If one part suffers, all suffer together. If one flourishes, all rejoice together. Now you are Christ's body, and each of you a limb or organ of it. Within our community, God has appointed in the first place apostles, in the second place prophets, thirdly teachers, then miracle workers, then those who have gifts of healing or ability to help others or power to guide them, or the gift of tongues of various kinds. 
Are all apostles, all prophets, all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak tongues of ecstasy? Can all interpret them? The higher gifts are those you should prize. Our gospel reading this morning is from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Then Jesus, armed with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and reports about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone sang his praises. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as he regularly did. He stood up to read the lesson and was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He opened the scroll and found the passage which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me. He has sent me to announce good news to the poor, to proclaim release for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to let the broken victims go free, to proclaim, proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began to address them. Today, he said, in your hearing, this text has come true. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Muriel. We continue in our worship by singing hymn 205 from the Purple Book, Lord, Can This Really Be? Hymn number 205. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. 
I have chosen two readings this morning because, well, I always feel that something is missing if we don't hear the gospel. As I'm sure you all know, the word gospel means good news. So when we read the gospel, we are hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. But this morning, I would like to, in the main, focus on Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. And in the section Muriel read for us, Paul is comparing the church to the human body. And towards the end of this morning's reading, we heard the words, All of you are Christ's body, and each one of you has a part in it. We often refer to the church as being the body of Christ. But however, very often, when you talk about the church to people, what they conjure up in their mind's eye is a building. But in the words of a fairly well-known modern hymn, the church is not a building. The church is the people. Church is the people. So we are the church, you and me. All of us, we are the church. And then we've just sung, is this your church, the people that I see, who gather here and worship you with me? Well, the answer to that is a resounding yes. Yes, this is God's church. We are God's church. We are called to do his work, to share his love. And as God's church, we have much to do. And, well, clear job descriptions ensures that everyone knows what needs to be done. It's not enough to simply hope for the best. Yesterday morning, when I was reading a set of Bible notes that I use fairly regularly, I read part of the book of Numbers, and the part I read detailed the work to be done for the Israelites in packing up to move to the Promised Land. And in that passage, there was real care seen when the Israelites were preparing for their onward journey. And as they prepared, everybody had a role. The priests, well, they had a special responsibility to pack up the tabernacle. Curtains were taken down, plates and bowls were wrapped. It was actually specified how they should be wrapped. The altar was covered. The Kohathites carried the Ark of the Covenant and the holy utensils. But all of this task comes with a warning. Carelessly touching the things of God will bring instant judgment. And that's something we're not so keen on today. But no matter. In this Old Testament passage, we have a vivid reminder of the biblical principle that everyone has a part to play. That everyone has a part to play in serving God. God, yes, God is sovereignly working out his plan but everyone has a task. And each of us must cooperate with others to reach the final goal. And in the letter of Paul that Muriel read for us, the same message is clearly given. That message is given when Paul compares the church to a body. The body, if you like, that the children built. A body with many different parts, each part with its own function. Well, what about us? Well, every member of Christ's body has been given a gift or a cluster of gifts from the Holy Spirit for the common good. Serving, leading, teaching, praying, washing dishes, talking to folk, and much more. And it's as we exercise these gifts that we can move together as God's pilgrim people. We can move together as God's pilgrim people to reach our heavenly home. And as I was thinking about church and people and different roles, I thought it might be worthwhile sharing with you a little about how the Church of Scotland and St George's in particular is organised. It's actually quite good to read this morning that there's a news from the pews coming out because I think it might be quite good to put something in that that will share how we work. But St George's is governed by what's called the Unitary Constitution. And what that means is that the Kirk Session is responsible for the day-to-day -day oversight of all that happens, from the managing of money, paying of bills, ensuring the buildings are maintained, to having oversight of the spiritual life of this congregation. Now, St George's being a church made up 
over the years of many different unions, it has a large number of elders making up the Kirk Session. So recently, the decision was made to split these elders up into teams, teams which will look after different areas of the church. And these teams also have members who are not elders. So to start with, we split up into four big teams, nurturing ministries, outreach ministries, caring ministries, and support ministries. And each of these are then subdivided into smaller groups, and each group has its own particular remit. Now, I'm not going to get into details of that here and now, but I actually wonder if that might be a good idea to include in our next magazine. So we're all aware of how the new structures within the session are working. So that's a wee bit about St George's. Within the Church of Scotland, each congregation has representatives at Presbytery. Maybe worth saying here that within Scotland, no matter where you live, whether it be in the far north or the far south of the country, you live in a Church of Scotland parish. The Church of Scotland covers every square inch of Scotland and provides ministry to all of the people of Scotland, not just the church members. Everyone lives within a parish and everyone is entitled to the services of the parish minister. But anyway, congregation, each congregation has representatives at presbytery. And again, at presbytery level, changes are being made. We are part of Clyde Presbytery, which takes in what was Dumbarton and Greenock and Paisley Presbyteries. And then every year, Presbytery sends some representatives to serve as commissioners at the General Assembly, the highest court of the Church of Scotland. So yes, the church can be a complex structure to understand, but let's just strip it back to basics. Strip it back to basics and what do we have? We have Christ as the head of the church and we human beings, individuals making up the body of the church. The body of the church with everyone, everyone with their part to play. Look around. As I said to children, we're all different. We're different. And maybe at first glance, a hand may resemble a foot. Each has got five digits. Look closer and they're different. They've got different functions. Try walking on your hands or writing with your foot. And yes, I know folk can, but generally speaking, most of us can't. I'm looking around here. God has created each one of us. As I've said many a time, he has created us in his image, but he has created us as individuals, each being blessed with different skills, different talents. And when we think about the jobs we look for people doing, wouldn't be particularly sensible to have, for instance, a treasurer who couldn't count. So we need to try and enable people to find their niche, where they are called to serve God. And I wonder this morning how many of you are sitting there thinking to yourself, but I'm not an elder, what's my role? Where is my part in this? Let's be blunt. Each one of us, all of us, has an equally important role to play. Each one of us is an equally important part of Christ's church. Each one of us is valued and necessary. And our roles, well, our roles are not confined to Sundays or to St George's. In the community of the people of God, everyone, everyone is valued and each person is charismatic. In other words, a gifted Christian, one in whom God is at work by the same spirit. God activates the gifts and our activities express our experience of God's gifting and our experiences of God's indwelling in our lives. But as well as recognising all gifts to be of equal worth, the analogy of the body emphasises that everyone has a gift Everyone has a role to play and everyone is expected to contribute, to play their part. And I wonder, I wonder if we sometimes leave too much to the gifts of the few. Perhaps thinking, 
someone else will do it. Maybe we fail to ask God to activate our gifts so that we can contribute to the whole. For example, do we truly believe that worship belongs to us all and that it relies on us all to participate in it to make it whole? Well, what would worship be like if nobody sang? And would God hear our prayers? We need to pray silently, perhaps, but God hears our prayers. And within St George's, I'm so glad that we value and welcome people of all ages, from the baby or the toddler in the creche to the over 90s who so often worship with us. And as we begin to emerge from COVID and all its restrictions, much will be starting up again. And there will be the opportunity to serve in different ways. We hope that next Sunday we will be able to start serving tea and coffee. Maybe you could take a turn on the rota. Maybe you could that morning sit next to somebody you don't know and have a blether with somebody new. Maybe you could take a turn on the door to welcome people. Or maybe you could volunteer to act as beadle. For these roles, well, these roles don't belong exclusive to, to the elders. We are all part of the body of, church, of the church, part of the body that, of Christ that is the church. And the opportunity to serve for everyone is there. Maybe you could read the scripture or lead us in prayer. But what is God calling you to do? What part does he want you to play in being his body? His eyes, his ears, his hands, his feet, here in his world. And let's not forget the words that Jesus read in the synagogue at Nazareth from the book of Isaiah, where he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has chosen me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed and announce that the time has come when the Lord will save his people. And his final words to the people of Nazareth, this passage of scripture has come true today as you heard it being read. And we are part of Christ's body, the church. We do his work in the world today, proclaiming liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, freeing the oppressed. We are God's hands and feet and eyes and ears in the world in which we live. But let me finish with a short reflection. It says the eye, if only I were a hand, then I could reach what I could see. If only I were a foot, I could go to what I'm looking at. It says the nose, if only I were a foot, I could go to smell the flowers. If only I were an eye, I could see what pongs around here. It says the hand, if only I were an eye, then I could see what I feel. If only I were a nose, I could smell what I touch. Achoo, says the nose, and the hand says, maybe I just want to be an eye. And the foot says, if only I were an eye, I could see where I was walking and not keep banging my big toe. And the eye says, if only I were a hand. And the nose says, if only I were a foot. And the hand says, if only I were a nose. And the foot says, if only I were an eye. And they all say together, but if we work together as part of one body, we could touch what we see, go to what we look at, we could run and smell the flowers, we could see and smell what we touch, we could see where we were going. We, well, we can work together as part of one body. We need each other. We belong together. We belong together to love and serve Christ in the world. As the hymn we've just sung puts it, the true church will become when all the world will see us live as one. 
and know you, Jesus, as the Father's Son. To God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be glory and praise now and forever. Amen. We're going to continue in our worship by singing from the Blue Book, number 96. Now we're going to sing this through twice. The first time we'll use the words as in the print. The second time we will change the word brotherly to sisterly. So we'll sing number 96 through twice. First time, brotherly love. Second time, sisterly love. Let there be love shared among us. enable love to be shared amongst us we have made our offering and our offering will be brought forward during the anthem which the choir will sing for us now Thank you, Alan, and thank you, choir. Our prayers will now be led by Muriel. Let's dedicate our offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you give us the gift of eternal life. And as we bring our offerings to you, we give back to you from the abundant blessings you have given us. May our gifts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. We continue with our prayers for others. 
Our God and Father, you are our provider. You are the source of all blessings, and we know that you bless us in abundance. We thank you that you refresh and uplift our souls. We bring before you everyone in our congregation. Be with those who are ill, those who are going for tests or waiting for results, those who are in hospital, and those who mourn. Bless them, Father. We pray that you will bring healing and comfort to them. Shine your love in our hearts, and may we reflect that love to each other. We pray for all our health and care workers, that you will renew their strength, and for our politicians, that you will give them wisdom and courage. We ask your blessings on those who struggle with rising costs, those who are lonely, those who suffer from depression, and those who are homeless, that you will be with them and with all who seek to help them. We pray for the people of Tonga, whose homes have been devastated and who are without fresh water. We thank you that help is on its way and pray that they can rebuild their homes and communities. We pray for the people of Afghanistan, where the majority of the population are living in po poverty, many with living in temporary shelters and having to scavenge for food. We pray that aid will get through to them, and we, we ask that you will be with those who are working hard to get aid to them. We thank you for your great love shown to us through your Son, who gave his life so that we may have eternal life. We thank you for all the blessings in our lives, and we pray that everyone we meet will know that we are Christians by our love. We ask all these things and give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Muriel. We close this morning's service of worship by singing again from the Blue Book, number 84, We Are One in the Spirit, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. We are one in the Spirit. Though we go our separate ways, we are still one. Go in the love of God and the unity of Christ's church, taking our gifts into the world for his glory. 
bound always by the invisible cords of belonging to him and to one another. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love, this day and always. Thank you.